When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I am so excited about this week's guest. It is one of my best friends in the entire world, Brittany Visor Thomas, who also is the person who got me for my birthday the cameo with Peter from Vanderpump Rules. And Peter later came on the podcast, and that was a ton of fun. But before we get into this week's episode, there is so much tea to spill. Bill in the Bravo universe, my God. So first of all, Franklin called it. A couple weeks ago, he said before the end of the season, he predicted Luann would be back in rehab. I had no idea that was even possible, but alas, Luann is back in rehab and will be missing the taping of the Real Housewives of New York reunion. Now, we all wish Luann the best and hope that she is getting the help that she definitely needs. But before all of that happened, there was a lot going down where Luann was sued by her ex-husband and her two children for failing to set up a trust for her children with the money she made selling the house in the Hamptons that she had with her ex-husband. So I don't know which came first, the lawsuit or the relapse, but I have a feeling they are definitely related. And in a total power move, Luann designated only Bethany to speak for her. Hope she's doing well and hope to see her back happy and fresh-faced soon. So the other thing that's been going on is there's all these rumors about Tinsley and Scott. Have they broken up? Have they not broken up? About a month ago... There was uh, reports that they had broken up, and Tinsley said, you know, we break up all the time. I don't know. That doesn't sound very healthy to me. Um, Some people think Tinsley's in denial about it. But then on Wednesday on Watch What Happens Live, she said that her and Scott are back together again. So crazy. So this next Spill the Tea is about Tom. So many of us have been shocked to find out how accessible these Bravo celebrities are. You can reach out to them on social media, and sometimes they will actually get back in touch with you, which is what one fan did. She got in touch with Tom D'Agostino, Luann's Tom, and Sonia's Tom, and Ramona's Tom, uh, via Instagram, and they met up in New York, where he spilled all sorts of tea to her about the housewives. And, of course, they went to the Regency. For those of you who are in the Facebook group Whispering Aleens, who are fans of the Bitch Sesh podcast, I'm sure you've been following all of the drama there. But shout out to that very special fan, and thank you for doing the Lord's work. Another story that came out this time in the Vanderpump sphere is really, really sweet, actually. So... Lala Kent's father had passed away in April, and it turns out that before he died, 
her boyfriend, Randall Emmett, had actually asked her father's permission to marry her. So at least now she knows when Randall does propose and when they do get married that it was done with her father's blessing. That is very heartwarming. Now, back to the housewives of the OC. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Reports are out that Gretchen Rossi is being sued by a debt collector for an unpaid balance on her Home Depot credit card. Um, The collector claims that she'd been making payments up until January 2017, but then allegedly stopped. Uh, The unpaid balance is over $9,000. Oh, Gretchen, just sell that car that you bought Slade and pay off your credit card debt, girl. Although part of me wonders, did she just go to Home Depot once, buy $9,000 worth of stuff, and then completely forget about it? (laughs) Anyways, so that is this week's Spill the Tea Sesh. Stay tuned for a great interview with Brittany Fasura-Thomas of YouTube, and we break down The Bachelorette, Real Housewives of the OC, which came back this week, and Real Housewives of New York. Enjoy! So welcome to episode 27. I cannot believe we're at episode 27, but I am here with one of my best friends in the entire world and everyone's favorite YouTube star, Brittany Vasura Thomas. Hi, everyone. So excited to be here. I'm your number one fan. (laughs) You are. You've really encouraged me to do this. You've been encouraging me for months and months. And you're actually the reason I watch reality TV. I am. We go way back. Mandy and I lived together for how many years? Like six or seven years? (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Longer than most housewives' marriages. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so how did you exactly get into reality TV? Because I got into it because I lived with you, but I don't know I would have stumbled across it, you know? So, so how did you get into it? Yeah, and that is a good question because I don't think a lot of my subscribers know that I'm such a big reality TV fan And when I think about what it is that really gets me into it, it's the fact that in my real life, I really like to stay low key. I'm an introvert. I try to stay out of drama. So I like to get my fill by watching reality shows. I just, I get that satisfaction of watching other people have drama and I like to stay (laughs) out of it in my own life, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you always seem into the like challenge type Um, like Survivor and, you know, what's the one where they travel the world? Oh, yeah. The Amazing Race. Yeah. I feel like you could do that. Maybe. I I would need a good partner. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be good for many reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like end up in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Probably. But, but yeah, Survivor is my all-time number one. I've seen every episode, every season. Um, I'm also a big Bravo girl. I love all the housewives. Well, not all of them, most of them. Um, Million Dollar Listing is one of my favorites. So I kind of like it all. I mostly do watch all reality shows, though. I don't watch very many, if any, like scripted shows or dramas or anything like that. I know. I mean, who wants to deal with that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think with me also, I'm a YouTuber. I watch mostly YouTube. So I have a short attention span now. So whatever it is has to grab me within the first five minutes. And if if there's nothing there, then I move on. So that's why the reality TV is kind of my lane. I stay there. Well, did you watch The Bachelorette this week? And have you been following Becca's season? So what do you think of this season? This season, I think it's good? Is it exciting me? Probably not. I'm still watching. I want to see how it ends. I love her as a person. I so want her to find love and for it to work out. But has the season been that exciting for me? Probably not. Yeah, I really do like Becca. I think she's one of the most grounded people they have ever had on the show. Nothing seems to like rattle her. 
And I really, really admire that about her. But I'm not, and I think that she's gotten some really good guys right now, but I'm just not feeling excited. I'm excited about Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's uh, that's my favorite Bachelor franchise totally. show by far. I love it. I absolutely it's oh I can't even go into it. So of the guys that were on this episode, Garrett, Jason, Blake, and Colton, who do you think she really meshes with? Like, and who do you think she, are there any people you think she's keeping because she feels she should like them, but doesn't actually feel it in her heart? So here, here's my breakdown of the guys that are left. I think she's the most physically attracted to Colton. I'm not okay. sure if I'm feeling like a deeper connection. I think she likes how she feels while she's with Garrett. It's very happy, laughing, high energy. They seem to have a lot of fun together. And so that's maybe more exciting for her. Um, I think the best guy who I would pick for her would be Blake. I just see him as somebody who would be a great father, a great husband, just an all around really good guy. And Jason is actually my pick for who I would want to be the next Bachelor. And the reason why, he reminds me actually a lot of Ryan and even the bad hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ryan had that hair when I met him. And you know what? He did not have that hair. He did. He had like the slick back thing going. It really threw me off. Oh my God, I do remember now. Yeah, it it was a situation. It took years and finally now... He cut the hair. I saw past it. Um, But I just get a feeling he's a good guy. I find him interesting. There's layers there. There's substance there. So I would love to see him as The Bachelor, and I would love to see her pick Blake. What do you think? So I love Jason. Like, that was my favorite date. The fact that they went to the original place of Buffalo, like, chicken wings and then they went to a hockey rink and she's from minnesota so hockey's a big thing you know in minnesota and then they meet out on a zamboni like no that's like that was so cute i love that Um, (laughs) and didn't she say he's the best kisser yes yeah so that that goes far i'm a big fan of jason i also adore blake he's like the male equivalent of a golden retriever yes like he's <laughs> sweet and loyal and kind and always there, but maybe not much of a challenge. Yeah. So I'm a little worried that. that she doesn't feel challenged by him. Yeah, but he like, might not be exciting her yeah. enough. But I just for the longevity, he would be such a good pick. I think I so hope she too. Picks him. I think he's one of those guys that was popular in high school but didn't peak in high school and there is a huge difference um i think that she's going to choose garrett and solely because she keeps mentioning how similar he was to her dad and like she lost her dad and she's longing for that sort of like feel in her life not like a father figure but like hit the feel of his presence and he seemed to be really it sounds like into the outdoors into hunting and fishing and Garrett seems to be into all those things and I just from their first date she just acted how I think a lot of the other bachelorettes have acted around the person they choose like they can't seem to explain it in words why but they're just drawn to that person. Yeah, they have that excitement factor. And that's such a good point about him reminding her of her dad. I think that's a little X factor that maybe Yeah, none of the, the other edge. guys. She's never mentioned like her dad in detail with the other guys when she talks about them. Yeah, I uh, can see that. So what do you think of this whole Tia Colton drama at the end where, first of all, I think it's a little weird that the producers basically make her bring five girls from her bachelor season on the show to like, quote unquote, help her choose between the final four. That was clearly set up by producers. Yeah. And here's my take on this whole thing. I know the entire world is bashing Tia right now. 
my theory here is that the season was a little dull. It was a little boring. There wasn't a lot of action happening at the end. And so this whole thing happening with Tia and Colton is producer driven. Totally. Not to say that those feelings weren't real, but do I think she would have done this on her own? Probably no. not. No, but she is. It seems like Tia's easily manipulated by producers because remember she did that whole weird thing last season with Becca oh, with M Becca, yeah. and was like, I don't think she's ready for marriage. She's too young. Mm-hmm. Like those things are all being fed to her and she's just repeating them. Yep. And exactly. why did she like freak out about it? It's like, whatever. She gets in her own head. The whole thing was Colton was just so odd and frustrating why are you telling Becca now? And I'm sure Becca's like, oh, great. I now being told something shocking on camera again. And I really like this guy. But I also don't think she would have cut Colton if she didn't feel much stronger with the other guys. Yeah. I don't think he was going to be her final pick. So even though it sucks to happen like this at the end, if it was her main guy, that would be one thing. I yeah. think he probably would have been cut anyway. Guy. Yeah. I. What do you think of Colton? I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I, I just, the whole thing, you know, he was saying that I've never taken a girl home. And then it was shown that he was dating the former gymnast, Ali Raisman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had taken her home. Yeah, and, and there are like the fact pictures that, of her in pajamas with his family yeah. and like Christmas. Yeah. And the fact that he reached out to Ali on social media, like the, the way that they even met, I think was done through Twitter or through social media. It just is making me wonder, does he want the publicity? Does he want to be with someone who's in the public eye? Yeah. And does he want yeah. that also for his charity? Yeah, and maybe there are good intentions there. Maybe it's all focused around his charity. And I love that he does that charity work. How bad of a person can you really be if that right? But is I also, your when people portray themselves to be such good charity workers, I also am like, hmm. Like the yeah, best people he's... don't try and create that as a storyline. They just do it without expecting a bunch of applause. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think that he's probably a good guy. and he, A part of him also is attracted to the limelight in some capacity. I don't really know. Again, I don't have a super strong read, though, so it could go either way for me. Yeah, I don't know. I hope she ends up with a guy that's great. Not sure if Garrett's that guy, but she definitely seems drawn to him. I hope whatever controversy exists with him gets resolved like for her sake, because she does not need to deal with any more crap. She's been through enough. She's been through enough. And, you know, like she is such a mature woman. Like, I don't think I've seen someone on television have that level of poise and grace. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, I think she'll be the best wife, the best mother. So loyal. And like such a good friend, person. She's dealt with a lot. You know, her dad got sick when she was, I think, 14. He died when she was 19. She was there for her mom and her family to go through all of that. And it sounds like she never really puts herself first. And so this is the like forcing her to make decisions a little bit selfish, like what's best for me. And I don't know if she's ever done that. And it's probably tough for her. But I think it's going to work out well because she seems so committed to making something work that if she has a partner that's even like part of the way there, she'll just drag him the other part. <laughs> <laughs> like she will make it up. I hope so. I really hope so. This is one I am so rooting for to work out, whoever she picks. Yes. So um, wh- one thing that's really tough for me is Monday nights are bachelor, but also housewives and I just you can't watch both at the same time so definitely getting a lot of DVR action these days because the (laughs) real housewives of the OC are back yes yes 
Yes. Oh my God. The I've been waiting. The OG. Um, oh my God. I cannot wait. I feel like this season, while it may not be very dramatic, is going to be uplifting. And I don't know if I usually like seeing uplifting housewives, but I think, I think with these trying times that we're in, it's going to be good. So Tamara, Kelly, and Shannon all have new houses. What the hell? <laughs> I know. It's a new beginning. And here's new the thing. Beginnings. Unpopular opinion by me. I know a lot of people love the housewives because of all the fighting and the drama. I sometimes just like to watch to see, you know, they're traveling, their outfits, where they're living. And I'm loving that so many of them are at a new place in their life. Yeah. New adventures, um, new beginnings. So I'm feeling it. I am totally feeling it. So the only one that doesn't have anything new is Vicky, but Steve has moved in with her, but he has not changed his address. What do you think that means? I, you know, in the last season, it seemed that he was really into it. It was heading towards marriage, but in the previews and kind of the little splices they've shown so far, it's almost showing that maybe he's having doubts or not fully committed. It's hard to tell yet. Right? I get that feeling too. Like if you're living with someone for two months, but you keep your old address, that is a orange flag, not red. Yeah. I mean, it could, I mean, okay, let's be real here. I have been married to my husband for over two years and I haven't changed my last name. That's just me being lazy. Okay. (laughs) So, but you have the same address as him. (laughs) We we share a child, you know, know, little things. um, (laughs) Sometimes people are just not good with paperwork. So maybe I'll give them a pass on that. Yeah. Okay. I see that. I see that. Um, so another thing I thought was interesting was that dynamic dynamic between Kelly and her daughter, Jolie. Jolie has grown up so much. Like, I I feel like she's been through a lot with her parents getting separated for two years and getting back together and now divorced. Like, poor girl. Seeing all of that fighting and then having her sitting there at the table while Kelly is talking about her dates and some things like that. I just, I was cringing a little bit at that. Me too. And she was like, oh, mom, this guy likes you. You're saying, oh, he's texting me, blah, blah, blah. Like, if Vicky's calling you out, Vicky's like, Jolie knows more than any sixth grader should. And if Vicky's calling you out, (laughs) I'm not sure what that says. I get the vibe that they have more of like a friendship type mother-daughter dynamic. Yeah. It's almost like even though the girl's probably like, what, 12 is probably the one being like, hey, mom, did you remember to brush your teeth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like she's the the adult in the relationship. Totally. And they're almost like roommates. They're living in a two-bedroom apartment now. You know? Yeah. It's just a a different dynamic. Um, But... Kelly looks like she looks great. She seems like she's having a blast. She's totally like thriving off of her divorce. It was definitely, definitely past due. And then there's like Shannon juxtaposed, having so much trouble adjusting to post David life. I attribute it to like, she put so much into herself being a wife and a mother that she like forgot who she was like those were descriptors of her but not who she was so when the wife part was taken away she like wasn't sure who she was anymore yeah her situation is one of those things I think the audience watching for years has seen it like it was such a, a doomed relationship. It was bad for all parties involved and she needed to get out of it, but she couldn't see it being in the situation. She couldn't see it. And now whether she wanted it or not, she's on her own and it will, I'm so confident it will be for the best, but she just has to get there. I think it's going to take longer for her to get there. Cause that's all she's known. I mean, how long were they together? 20 years or yeah, like they 17 were married years, 17. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. 
Yeah, I mean, it's almost as if David had to, like, force her to get divorced. Kind of like Tamara had to force that wedding ring off of her. (laughs) Yeah. That scene was, like, hilarious and pathetic. I feel for Shannon. I think, (laughs) you know, Shannon is coming from such a good, like, I just think she's loyal to a major fault. Major. Major. She, David is horrible i mean that man is dead behind the eyes you look into his eyes and there is no soul yeah he did None. not love her at, at all and by i the don't end think there. he loved the kids enough because if you love your children you don't do stuff like that to their mother and you don't drag it on you know like yeah. you make a clean break and it there, sounds like he didn't because, according to Tamara, the new girlfriend, he was commenting on her Instagram back when they were all married. Really? Oh, my gosh. The before they even broke up. Before, Once yeah. a cheater, always a cheater. I mean, always. I just feel like there are, there are a lot of men out there who just, they won't break up with you. They'll just be so horrible to a point where you have no other choice but to break up with them. Yes. And I feel like he was the epitome of that. He's like, maybe if I do this, she'll leave me. Maybe if I do that, she'll leave me. And then, (laughs) you know, then they can't blame me for making it end because you broke up with me. But Shannon's so loyal, she just held on and held on and, you know. and that's the recipe for a marriage that has gone on much longer than it should have. Yeah, I don't know what kind of glimpse we'll get into their divorce, but I know from the tabloids, it's been messy. Very messy. Like, she gets, um, she definitely gets some alimony, um, but the kids basically, it sounds like, want to be with her and she doesn't force them to like spend time with their dad because i think they're grossed out that he's dating like a 30 year old yeah i could could see the girls taking their mom's side and and the mom is you know shannon she's hurting um and they probably feel for her And, and then there's david who's moved on happy just kind of flaunting the new girlfriend so that's not that's gotta not feel good for the daughters to see that yeah it's definitely not a good look. So what do you think of the new housewife, Emily? So Emily gave me a little bit of Vicky vibes in the sense mm-hmm. that, you know, she is a businesswoman. She's a hustler. I couldn't get a strong sense of her personality yet mm-hmm. either way. But I like a, you know, mom boss who is working, taking care of the family. So Right off the bat, I, I had a pretty good impression of her. Yeah. What about you? Um, I I thought she was fine. I was weirded out by her marriage story. So oh it sounds gosh. like... Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wait. Yeah. We need to talk about that. I that was one notes, of the so weirdest like, things. <laughs> so it sounds like she married her boss, but there was no, like illicit affair or anything he basically they were chatting on gchat yeah wait let's review what she said she said (laughs) they knew each other there was no relationship there and one night they were talking on gchat and decided to get married yes and were married a couple weeks later like what i heard that i'm like sitting there that cannot be the whole story i'm sorry there has to be more there I mean, R.I.P. Megan King Edmonds, but if she was here, her P.I. skills, we just, we need some investigation. That's why I loved Megan. I relate to her. Some people call me RQ, research queen. Yeah. And she was my contemporary on the show. So we need a new person to fill in all of these gaps here. Yes. So... I think there's something going on. I don't know if there's some sort of arrangement with her husband. I, I don't know, but there did not. I didn't also didn't feel any like sexual chemistry between the two of them. It was almost like a business transaction. Like, hey, have you made dinner? Like, but in a weird way. I, I really didn't feel like a sort of chemistry between them. It was very odd. 
Look, I if there's more to that story, which I'm sure there is, the longer she's on this show, it so will all come out because it always out. does. It always does. And it sounds like she was friendly with Tamra, but also was friendly with that guy, Ricky, from however many years ago, who was spreading the rumor that Eddie was gay which is just such an annoying rumor. Like, stop. Everyone, stop accusing everyone else's husbands of being gay. It's yeah, stupid. Yeah, and the thing about that, too, he didn't just say he heard it. He said he saw it. He said, yeah. I, I witnessed it. So that's a whole other level of spreading gossip. Right. But it sounds like there's no corroboration, you know? And yeah. poor Eddie... Eddie, see, I'm I'm a big fan of Eddie. He's I been love nothing Eddie. but great and loyal. I think he's a good guy. I've always liked him. He's always chill. Nothing bugs him. He doesn't let anyone get Vicky. under his hand. <laughs> well, but look at how long he dealt with Vicky. Yeah, he's just when men like that are done, they're done. Because he he was so he held on for so long. Because it wasn't the first so time yeah. that Vicky had spread rumors about Eddie being gay. Like, I don't think he cares that he was called gay. I think it was how badly Vicky had hurt his wife. Yeah. You know? And so it'll be interesting to see how everything goes. But, you know, he's also such, uh, you know, exercise fanatic. And to have a heart condition, you know, that's so tough. Yeah, that's got to be really hard for him. And he's probably the worst patient ever because he'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. I can do it. Like, no. Yeah, I mean, he was already up and walking around the next day after heart surgery. I know. Oh, Eddie. Well, should we get into my personal favorite, which I have so much to talk about? Yes. Real Housewives New of New York. York. Uh, I, okay. The ladies go to Cartagena, Colombia, which Thank God. Like, let's start going some more interesting places. I'm tired of the Bahamas. I don't need any more Mexico. I want to go play. I want them to go places that I don't go. I want to yeah, live vicariously through them. Places. Yes. Yeah. So fascinating. So there, <laughs> there was a couple moments I was like, oh, Brittany, this has been me on vacation. Okay. <laughs> Ramona spraining her ankle and having yep. to go around in a wheelchair. Definitely. Yep. That would be me. That would um, be you. And then Bethany getting um, poisoned by the fish. <laughs> <laughs> also you. Remember the, the shellfish in Thailand? Oh, oh my, my God. God. I had the worst reaction to shellfish. I was in Malaysia and I had to fly home on four different flights to get home for Thanksgiving and my lips were so large <laughs> that this friend of mine was chasing me around the airport, shouting Angelina and asking for my autograph. <laughs> like strangers oh were watching. <laughs> um, but anyways, okay. How could Ramona not remember Bethany's allergy? Like, you yeah. remember your friend's allergies if they're deathly. You just do. Yeah. Even her, like, flippant response in her I was like, ITM, whatever. Where she was like, oh, yeah. Did she say fish? I couldn't remember. <laughs> but then, okay, another great Ramona moment was when she forced that one guy, I think his name was, like, Miguel, to uh, help uh, her unpack and halfway oh through he just disappeared he's gone <laughs> that's so classic i have Ramona. been waiting so many seasons for one of those guys to just leave the room yeah finally and he did. just yep hero that was amazing hero that was amazing. <laughs> and you know on one leg she's hopping around hanging up her <laughs> her however many <laughs> outfits they're there for like three days Oh, man. Okay. So Tinsley is organizing this trip. Um, I And Scott sends her hair and makeup people along as a Valentine's Day gift. Okay. Let's, let's talk about them as a couple. Yes. We need to talk about this. You do not see it working. I have just gotten this impression that she's been a lot more into it 
than him. And do you have any read? I've heard mixed things about whether or not they're still together. I mean, I've heard they've broken up, but they've got all those Coupon King commercials. Commercials? (laughs) (laughs) They're so smart with those two because you're fast forwarding your DVR and then you see them pop up on the screen. So you're like, oh, the show is back. So you stop. Always. It always gets me. It always gets me. The cheesy dialogue. I mean, those commercials are gold. And I'm sure, you know, so they've already taken a break for a couple months and have been together. So I feel like if they were to break up again, it'd be more for real. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it threw me off because I had this impression she was so much more into it. You know, she's shopping for wedding dresses. She flipped out when he showed up at her door. And the gestures that he threw for her on this trip, I mean... The flowers, the the flower arrangement that looked like a funeral flower arrangement. Luann was so on with that. The like TM plus SK or whatever. And that huge, it was like 365 roses for 365 days together. And it's like minus the two months that you broke up. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my read on it. I know this sounds bad. I feel like he has an assistant who totally like no just... that was my first thought that was my first like I was like, there's no way that like dopey guy has come up with this shit yeah, no some way woman was behind that yes it was it was a lot so it was good. interestingly enough on one of the boots on the ground episodes during bitch sesh live someone said they used to be his assistant Really? And they said that he had a lot of women and that they kept track of them. And like would send them gifts. Really? Yes. Well, we know his love language. Yes. Gift giving. Gift giving. Well, at least that, yeah. It's, oh my God, so funny. They just seem mismatched and it would be really cute if we got to see him open up, but we don't. And if maybe she dialed down the crazy a little. Yeah, I want to see more of them as a couple because I actually I like Tinsley. I do too. She's I really do. She has a girlish spirit to her. She almost reminds me of like a high school or middle school girl, just peppy and wanting to, you know, romantic and wanting to see the best in people. She's seeming to get along with everyone right now. Yeah. She's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. She hasn't let, like, the wear and tear of the outside world get her down And she has quite a story. I I looked up an article. I came across an article about her on Twitter. My goodness, this girl has been through the ringer. I don't know if you know. Gossip Girl was based on her life. It was? Yeah. How did I not know that? She was Serena Vanderwoodson. Like, that's who they had in mind when they were writing it. Okay, that just blew my mind. I think. Unless I made that up. Oh my Look, God, I hope I didn't if you're make it, it up. up. I am all about it. I'm believing yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. She was a like true socialite of New York. Was she before Paris Hilton? Like, did she yeah. make socialite a profession? Yeah, and she was a New York socialite, whereas Paris Hilton, I think, was like a California socialite. Not that there's, like, that different, but in New York, there's those, like, prep schools that are really hard to get into and stay into, and it's, like, family after family go to them. And then she fell in love with her boyfriend in high school, who was also from a prominent family, and they, like, ran off together and got married, I think, in high school, or, like, right after they graduated, something crazy. And then, I think came back, possibly annulled their marriage, and then remarried when they were, like, 26 and did, like, a proper wedding. And that's the guy that she had stalked. How did that go from getting remarried to stalking, I wonder? I mean, I think it, he was trying to divorce her. <laughs> and she, and she was, was not taking it well. Not taking it well, which worries me because if her and Scott did break up and she's still in the denial phase, like, she takes denial to another level yeah I mean there's there is that kind of air of maybe desperation or really being a hopeless romantic and maybe not letting things go when she should yeah 
Oh, tens, tens. I'm rooting for her, though. I, 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 I don't know, maybe with her and Scott, but just in general. Look, Paris Hilton is finally, she's getting married, I think, yeah. soon. So maybe Tinsley's next. Maybe, yeah, her, and then she can get, you know, all those eggs <laughs> fertilized. <laughs> <laughs> all the eggs. Um, so then at dinner, Carol starts talking about a guy, Brian, with the red scarf, who was at speed dating, who she went on a date with. Who okay, also, that threw me for a loop. It did, because she didn't seem really into that guy. And I mean, it he showed was flirting rem- with everyone but her. Exactly. Exactly. It was so interesting. And she said a three-hour date and that he said at the end, he told the matchmaker that Carol was the one, even though he was talking to Ramona. Well, it sounds like he wasn't that into Ramona and Bethany wasn't really giving him the time of day, but she knew him for multiple months. And so then he like went to Carol. It was almost like he, I mean, he's pulling a Tom, just like checking him off. Okay, yeah. which one am I going to get to? He's like and, a housewife's groupie. Yeah, I really, really didn't appreciate how Bethany handled it or how Carol reacted to Bethany. They both just, you know, they should have just been like, this guy's a creep, not interested. But instead, they're like questioning each other's motives when it's his motives that should have been questioned. Yeah, I think because there's the underlying tension between them, it's not even about the guy. It's just the fact that there are issues that are unresolved. So whatever it is, is going to like blow up and be a bigger thing than it needs to be. Yeah, that's for sure. Man, their issues, they need to get like a mediator. What I can't get over, if the listeners out there don't know this or haven't seen it, Carol wrote the most scathing blog post I think I've ever read. Like, it was like a slap in the face. That's not even enough. It was like receipt after receipt after receipt. Oh, it was a Carol just destroyed Bethany. And honestly, after reading that blog post, there is no going back on that friendship. So I think that they are done they're over there's no repair like carol carol's no match for bethany because she doesn't let bethany's words hurt her and bethany uses she says the meanest cruelest things kind of like kelly dodd it's her defense mechanism to like break people down and everyone else gets broken and they're so hurt by her words um which she doesn't always mean she just is like, what's the harshest thing I could say? And Carol doesn't let it pierce her. And she just keeps her calm and like rationally explains her argument. And it just drives Bethany crazy because she's no longer in charge. So yeah, she it's can't like Carol handle, has, yeah, Carol uh, has armor or a bulletproof vest for all of Bethany's low blows and jabs. And so it's just getting worse and worse because Bethany is is frustrated. She can't get through to her. Yep. And so we need to also talk about their the fashion yeah. on this trip. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, was Carol only wearing one earring? The peacock earring. Oh my god! What gosh. was that? And when has it ever been okay to just wear one earring? I don't care what anyone says. I don't like it period. (laughs) Look, I appreciate that Carol is willing to take fashion risks for better or for worse. She goes there and it gives me something to look at. Like her outfit was a, was a statement. Her outfit was like, it reminded me of a ghost like an old New Orleans mansion or like a madam. Like a Victoria, yeah. Like some (laughs) sort of weird. And the one earring would be fine if she only had one ear. Like, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) But like, what is wrong with you? Oh, that earring. I couldn't stop staring at it. She wears gloves in almost every scene. I have a theory here, and this just comes from my family being in the skincare and anti-aging business. You can hide aging anywhere on your body except for your hands and also mm-hmm. your neck. 
And I think she probably has yeah. aging hands and she's insecure about it. And so she wears the gloves as a fashion statement that also covers up the hands. Adam will never know her age. <laughs> <laughs> is she is she with him now? Do we know? I think so because he's in the coupon king commercial oh yeah that's how we get a read on everyone i was like okay if you agree to be in a like commercial syndicated commercial that's going to be running for god knows how long like your relationship better be solid or maybe the the price was right that's true i mean adam did say that <laughs> he, he likes needed to get to paid, get paid. <laughs> So speaking of Puerto Rico, so I don't mean to crap all over Bethany. I know people love Bethany, and I think she is a joy to watch on television. But it did not sit right with me that she was complaining about the house in Colombia that they were staying at not being nice enough when she's telling all the women that they're not grounded earlier this (gasps) season because she's been in Puerto Rico watching people who have nothing. Oh, I did not make that connection until just now. First thing I thought I was like, how dare you complain about your housing here when you're all you do is say that these women aren't grounded and you're the one that sees what life is really about because you've been in Puerto Rico. Yeah, now Colombia is not good enough for her. The house isn't good enough for her. And I think it's a control thing. I don't think she actually... Is that stuck up? I think she likes to know where she's staying and have control and make the decisions. And if she's not the one making the decisions, she just can't handle it. Yeah. And I think by the end, it was kind of revealed that she was just in a very bad mental place and was taking out her issues on other people, on other things. And she's, she's known for that. Yeah, yeah, she's lashing like, out. She's Bethany, you've been to therapy. You're in your mid-40s. You have a daughter. You need to learn how to tell people where your head's at and what you need from them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like being her friend is just so much always She doesn't have any. Like, she doesn't have any long-term friends. No matter what she says... Like, I've not seen them. There are very few people from her childhood that she's still in touch with. I think Kyle Richards is the oldest friend I know of hers. And they're probably friends because they don't live in the same place. Yeah, she pushes people away. She pushes everybody away. Yeah. And I feel for her because, I mean, she did have this horrible upbringing. And I think it's just in her DNA that she lashes out. She pushes people away. And I think underneath it all, she has a good heart but she doesn't know how to maintain relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But she's always kinder to people she doesn't know that well. That is true. And so it's like kind of the opposite of most people. You're kinder to people that you know and strangers. You just kind of are like, whatever. She does these amazing charity work and her foundation and, you know, people that she doesn't know. And it's, it's beautiful. But then when it's a close friend, she just can't seem to have the same compassion. Yeah, Bethany. She holds on to She's a very multifaceted person. She is. I hope she stays on the show, though, because she's great. On the other hand, I mean, I think, in my opinion, she gives the best commentary of anyone on any of the shows. Like, I love her little quips and her read on the situation And she always seems to have such a level head and be so funny when she's in that moment. But then when she's actually experiencing it, she can't seem to keep it together and have that perspective in the same way. Yeah, that's for sure. So my favorite part of the evening, aside from Carol wheeling around Ramona in a wheelchair during like on (laughs) cobblestone streets i mean that was amazing was the countess and her blonde wig and pretending to be sofia vergara (laughs) that was was just amazing brilliant and she looked like her she did she was owning it she She looked fabulous i I love luann i love she has made the biggest turnaround for me of any housewife on any show 
And yes, she's been going through a lot, but I think it's humbled her and she has a sense of humor now. I think she used to take herself a lot more seriously yeah. and now she has a sense of humor. I I love Luann. I think she is so much fun. I like her friendships with the women. I I just am here for her. She did enter she saved rehab. The show this week and she's missing oh, she did. yeah there's a lot going on there I, what is what's her current status I don't so know she's in rehab and she's missing the taping of the reunion and <gasps> she has what? um allowed only bethany to speak for her <gasps> whoa not at the reunion but like as a spokesperson as a spokesperson like to the press yeah really i have a theory that she started drinking again and mm. her kids were not happy with it and were terrified and her kids and her ex-husband kind of pressured her to go to rehab and she refused this is my theory i have nothing to back it up um and they used as leverage suing her for something she never did in her divorce agreement which was to set up a trust for the kids using money from the house in the Hamptons that she shared with the count. And she never did that when she sold the house. She never took the money that she made and set up a trust for the kids. And so they sued her over it. And I think that was used to get her to go into rehab because like three days later she was in. So do you think they said something like, if you go to rehab, we'll drop the lawsuit? Um. Or like, we're going to do this if you don't oh, kind wow. of like, please go. Yeah. The timing of that, they're definitely related to each other. Something's related. Another. Either that or the lawsuit happened and she then drank more. But I, I think she was fell off the wagon earlier. I also like, wasn't sure if she was really an alcoholic. Like I'm no expert on substance abuse, but I feel like there's some people who, when they're in a really bad place, just shouldn't drink. But then maybe when they're like more stable, they can. I, I don't know which one she was. But when she was like, you know, I'm not going to drink today and I don't plan on drinking tomorrow. Like I did think that was a healthy mindset. Like you just take it a day at a time and pretty soon you've got years strung together as long as she kept going to the meetings. But she also wasn't fully embracing that she had a problem with alcohol. Uh, yeah. And she never removed it from her house. She mentioned to Dorinda, Dorinda's like, do you still have wine? And she's like, yeah, I should get rid of that. And like, why would she go back to a place that even had that there? So I feel like she thought like, okay, let me do six months, see what I can do and then start again. And then she just maybe actually can't handle it and can't just have a glass of wine. So yeah, I think there are those people who they can't do anything in moderation. Even if they think they can, it ends up being a slippery slope. And maybe she's one of those people. And it's also like her friends, like Dorinda can't also just have a glass of wine. And why is it, why does Dorinda get away with everything? You know, she's probably looking like, Hey, Dorinda, not, not only is drinking, but is like doing drugs, which came up on the last reunion. Like, and she's fine, and she's got this relationship, and daughter. Because she didn't get arrested. That's probably the only reason. Right. Right. And it's got to be hard for Luann. I mean, all of her social circle, everything revolves around drinking, even being on the show. That's where all the drama happens. How many of these fights? We should go back in history of the show. How many fights took place when there was no drinking involved? None. None. Probably none. That's what gets the drama. That's what gets everyone amped up. And um, so how can she be on the show and in her friend group? It's got to be hard for her not drinking. Oh, Luann, I wish the best for her. I love her songs. Apparently, she has a remix of, I'm not sure which song, but with DJ James Kennedy. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. She tweeted at one point, like, in the studio with DJ James Kennedy. And first of all, all of her songs sound like a remix already. (laughs) (laughs) She's like a sing talker. She is. They all are. Kim Zolciak Behrman is the same. They just talk. But 
I think she's got a really interesting, like, low range. She's like a, you know, alto two. <laughs> and she's like the lower of the altos. And it's, I'm, you know, it's sultry. It's interesting. She's got that cabaret show. It sounds like she pokes a ton of fun at herself, you know. And I hope she's having a good time. But and I also always wonder, how long do sober women last on these shows? I don't know the no, answer. There are not many. There are few and far between. I don't few even, and far between. I don't know if I can think of any. I mean, Sonia hasn't been drinking, but she's so crazy and fun that it, I mean, she's she like that no matter what. She doesn't yeah, need her, to drink. Her personality is, is all over the zany place. enough. Yeah, that it makes for good TV. And then there was Eden on Beverly Hills two seasons ago, who was sober. Eden. Which one is Eden? Is she Eden the, the Sassoon. Goth? Vidal Sassoon's daughter. She was the one who like inserted herself in the drama with Kim and Kyle. On whether or not Kim was that sober. Season. She was like not even. <laughs> like, I think I might have had a baby. <laughs> I know. Maybe I maybe I had just given birth and stopped watching reality shows for like a month. Um so there's just not many sober people. You've got Catherine on Southern Charm, but you know, it's I don't think it's easy. They put them in a lot of situations with alcohol. I think it would be really tough. I have to say, if I were ever on a reality show. I would not drink one ounce of alcohol. Like The Bachelor, like so many of these shows, I think you can save yeah. yourself a lot of humiliation, a lot of drama. And I mean, does that so, make for good TV? No. Taylor, the um, psychologist who got in all those fights with Corinne on Nick's oh, yeah. season, yeah. she didn't drink. Oh, and she, didn't. she was in the middle of that. all that drama. And it got and, spun to make her look bad. When really it was Corinne. And didn't they just uh, break up Taylor and Derek? Yes, they did. I think I, I saw that, that one coming. They out. weren't yeah. in the same city. They were on different coasts. You know, some yeah. she didn't sound like she was ever willing to leave Seattle. And if he wasn't willing to live Connecticut, then. Yeah, that's got to be a deal breaker. At some point, you know, but. So for New York. I cannot wait to see this footage coming up of, of the, the boat the boat trip. I apparently, and I've been saying this for months, apparently Sonia ends up in diapers. <gasps> really? <laughs> like she gets food poisoning? That's so what I've heard. I I've feel heard like she, that would be you. <laughs> that would be me. I The food poisoning, the allergies, and the wheelchair. <laughs> oh if you haven't noticed by now, Mandy has I'm a penchant for very you know, picking up whatever Accident prone and disease prone. prone. <laughs> and I'm always like, I don't know if this is it. And then I go to the doctor and they're like, so... You've cholera. <laughs> yeah, you're you're about one percent of people when you go on WebMD and you type in your symptoms. Like you actually, I was like, it. it's telling me I have dysentery. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. Go in. They're like, you've dysentery. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, and you oh, do, need to block WebMD on. Look, on you my always computer. get through it. You always, always get, get through, through it. it. Learn to laugh at yourself. My housewife's <laughs> tagline would have been like something to do with with getting sick. Like, don't give me any your shit. Cause like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't yes, know. I it would to... it would be sad. And frankly, I think the bigger thing to take away from these shows, from your life, from everything, is always find the humor in it. That's yes. like the secret. That's what I love. Life. And one of the reasons I'm so excited for the Real Housewives of Dallas to come back, because as annoying as people say they are, Stephanie and Brandy's friendship is hilarious. I know. We when love they them. prank call, like, I pee my pants. It's so funny. These grown women with children who are, like, responsible mothers and wives are, like, prank calling a neighbor. It's so funny. Yeah, it's they know so how funny. to have fun and be silly Yes. And I think we need more of that we in general. We need more of that in this world. Everyone, no one should ever feel like they're too old to be silly. 
You're Amen never to too that. old to be silly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. I know you're so busy and I'm sure everyone loved hearing your insights and getting to know a part of you, reality TV, that is a little different from yeah. all of your other interests. Well, so. I love being here and I have to say, anyone out there who is still listening, make sure you subscribe to Mandy's podcast. Yes. She's one of my best friends. She's working so hard at this podcast and you are getting better every week. I'm your biggest fan. I listen every single <laughs> week. Thank you so I much. love it. I love listening to this stuff. Like when I'm driving, I have you on. So everyone make sure to subscribe and support her podcast. And she's amazing. If anyone is listening and isn't already subscribed to Brittany on YouTube, she's almost at a million followers. She is at I think twenty five thousand away from a million subscribers. Oh, crazy! So where can we find you on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter? It's at Vassor Beauty on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, yeah, definitely. YouTube is my my main thing that I do. I'm so close to a million subscribers, which is my ultimate life goal. I don't even know what I'll do when I get there because I feel like all of my dreams will have come true. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's been years in the making. So yeah, I can so find you there. Years. So exciting. Oh my God. And you'll definitely have to come back on and especially when Real Housewives of Dallas comes back because I think they're just so silly and they kind of behave like Brandy and Stephanie, kind of like me and you. We're just silly and goofy and no matter how much time passes you know, you're always up for a good time. Yes. Well, I would love to come back soon. Um, This is so much fun. Thanks. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining me. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week.